0: We are joined in studio, rather by phone, by one of the city's finest, the one and only, Stefan Marbury on the phone with us right now. Steph, it's Unqua, Ray, and Jeremy. How you doing today? I'm blessed, man. How you doing? Very, very good. Thank you so much for joining us today. A lot better now that we're speaking to an NYC legend. This is very, very true. How has it been since you've been I know you say you're always here, but just what's it like whenever you get a chance to come home and spend time with your people?
1: It's always great to be home. Um, you know, I go during the season, after the season, I come back, and then I'm I'm in um, America, back and forth to China.
2: What's it like? Oh, sorry. What's it like getting received the way you do get received in China? And kind of, I know you were talking about it on Real Sports with um Brian Gumble, kind of connecting the Brooklyn Bridge to the Great Wall.
1: Um, Basically that's what it is, it's it's nothing but love here, Um, it's a great experience, it's been a great experience, Uh, that's my home, that's where I live at, along with living in America. Um, It's just, it's it's positive man, It's it's no stress, positive.
2: That's great to hear.
1: Great life, I'm sorry?
2: I said that was great to hear. Let's and then switching it to basketball. What's the level of competition like compared to the Chinese league and the NBA? Because you see a lot of great guys coming out of China and Americans going over there, like Michael Beasley puts up numbers and he comes over to the Houston Rockets and has a great, has a nice second half of the year. So, what's the competition like over there?
1: Um, the competition is good. It's tough. It's hard. You know, you got to do a lot of different things um, in order. To play like the structure here is one, two, three, four, five. There, there's no position. You know, you have to be able to play a multitude of different positions. You have to be able to score. If you can't score, they don't really have a use for you. Um, they've sent guys home who couldn't score because um, they thought that because of their name in the NBA that they would probably be able to play um, the same style. But it's a different style because it's not man-to-man. So you can play zone, you can play box one, you can play triangle twos. So you have to know how to play against those type of systems. And the NBA, the NBA is easy. It's one on one. So it's not that's not really hard, you know, when somebody's guarding you one on one and you'll get called for illegal defense if you don't, you know, play your man play play the area or the man or touch. So you know, it's, it has its complications as far as the game is structured, but as far as the way how um, the talent, you know, the NBA is by far the best league because of the money. So, because they pay a lot of money, the traction is is there. But if they was given two hundred and fifty million dollar contract, the guys in China, I'm sure guys will leave and go play in China. So it's just time before it continues to evolve. I think this changes the game with how they basically spent a lot of money on some of these players, which is great. It's great for basketball, and it's great for the players, because guys are deserving of that type of money with the money that they're making off of guys. Yeah, so especially with Jersey's going for
3: not, $150. Not so how did you feel um, about all this, these players getting all these ridiculous contracts? Like, You think it's it's right for these players I getting think it? I think it's great.
1: Yeah, I think it's great.
2: Do you think with the owners selling, you know, you look at the jerseys selling for $150, you have team evaluations going for over a billion, do you think the players, sure. is that why it's such a great thing for players to get these type of contracts? Yeah, it
1: doesn't cost that much to make the jersey. They can spend based upon the numbers of orders of how many jerseys they make. I mean, they sell it for $150, the jerseys could cost maybe not even
2: like $5 to make, right?
1: Five dollars maybe five dollars the most maybe And that's I mean, because you're... if you're buying a certain amount of orders it, it knocks the price down
2: exactly and that's kind of what you're doing with your Starberry line that's relaunching
1: I mean my, my line is basically it's just I've just created access for all that's all I mean I'm just giving people something affordable at an affordable price you know if people want to identify cheap with affordable they misunderstand what's affordable and what's cheap quality is, is good enough to basically wear and rock. You know, you're not, I'm not charging people $200 for, for sneakers. That's crazy. Jordan should be, you know, at this point you know, you would think that he would have a mind to actually change that around after people have been killed and shot over years. Not just like one incident, like this is an ongoing thing. You would think that the price would change, but it just
0: shows the difference in humans. We're talking to the one and only Stefan Marbury on Slam City. Steph, I gotta ask you, what was it, because when I was in high school, I actually went there and bought a bunch of those shoes because A, we could afford them and B, I liked the way they look. What was it that really want, that really made you want to start a clothing line to make it accessible?
1: I mean, I'm from the hood. I grew up on food stamps, and my mom didn't have so people gave us hand-me-downs, and we were super appreciative. There were seven people in my family, seven you know kids in the family. You know, my mother did my mother and father did the best that they could. And playing basketball, you need shoes. So for me, it was important to be able to provide that. I've been playing basketball since I was two years old. And all my brothers played basketball at a high level in college, high school and college. You know, my oldest brother played at Georgia with Dominique Wilkins. My other my brother next to him played at Texas a and Another brother played at St. Francis, who was highly recruited. And then I came, Georgia Tech. And then my little brother played at Rhode Island. So all of us played, you know, college basketball and, and dominated. So for us, you know... We understand this business, we understand basketball, we get it, and people don't know this about me. So a lot of people are learning new things about me because they were only told really bad things because of me not being one of the dudes that cared about what they wrote. I'm like, if it's not true, why would I care? It doesn't matter. You know, you can say I play bad, or I'm not this, or I'm not that, but when you start talking about me where everything is in a negative light, I mean, something is wrong. You know, it has to be, it can't be everybody writing the same thing. Somebody's got to be off. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Yeah, well, you know, basically that's what it is. And creating all of this, it's all connected together. You know, us knowing basketball, us growing up the way we grew up, us not having, you know, and now being able to provide to people all over the world. I mean, it's a blessing.
3: You know, going back to the basketball side, you know, you were here. You heard reports about KD going to the Warriors. he's probably been following up with the NBA. How would you feel about his decision on that?
1: I mean, I really think that he was set up. I don't think he doesn't control the price point. They just pay Kevin Durant, and he wears the product. He don't. He doesn't own that. He doesn't own it fifty one percent or a hundred percent. He doesn't own Nike, and I don't think he owns the right to be able to sell a product wherever he wants and Nike not make any money off of him. So he doesn't own it. I think that was all set up, and I think the way how he said it, you know, it may have came off a little... I mean, it may have came off the wrong way, but I don't really think he's that type of dude. From seeing him mild-mannered, I think he's conforming into something because because he's starting to realize how... Some people are, and he's starting to see certain things, and he's growing, and he's becoming more of a man. So he took a stance on it, and I think that, you know, he'll retract or he'll say he didn't mean it in that sense. He's just basically saying I'm an elite player. I should be looked at as an elite player, you know, but the shoes don't identify you in being elite. You know what
2: I'm saying? Yeah, I completely get it. When did you kind of get that mindset that, you are an independent thinker. You don't conform to the big shoe companies and things like that. What kind of brought you to that line of thinking?
1: I mean, I always just felt I'd rather own than be owned. I never wanted anyone to own, own me or feel like they did. You know, I feel like we all have equal rights in building whatever it is that should be built. But I think for myself, you know, I know my worth. <clears throat> And when I was in the NBA, they never really showed my worth my worth to my game. You know, I was one of the guys that played in the All Star game two times in my career, but my numbers were Hall of Fame numbers. You know, I was, how can you have the higher, how can you sell more jerseys than Shaq, Kobe, LeBron, the number one selling jersey, and not playing the All Star game? I thought it was a popularity contest. Exactly. As far as what the fans like And who the fans like Come on man You know at the end of the day The NBA makes the decision And who's gonna start And who's gonna play They're the ones that see the numbers yeah, And I mean, who they're gonna basically play And who's not
2: And plus it's all about so, the eye test too Like when, you watch you, when we would watch you play We would be like wow You know Steph's one of the top point guards in the league
1: I mean, look at my teams. I played in New Jersey. Everybody got hurt when I came there. I was playing with guys that were signing 10-day contracts. How did you win with guys that are signing 10-day contracts and four of your main players are not playing that played the previous year in the playoffs? How does that work? And when did it start where one player wins and wins the playoffs, I mean, when it goes to the championship by himself? I don't, I never in my life seen it. So when they say he's never done this or he's never done that, it makes no sense at all. But other people see it <laughs> and read it. And then I'm, you know, when I speak about it, it's more of like, well, that does make sense. I'm like, yeah, more people follow what doesn't make sense at the same time than what does make sense at the same time, Yeah. So, I'm aware now.
0: Absolutely. So so keeping in that line of thinking, when you saw all the criticisms of LeBron James and even some of the ones of Kevin Durant going to a supposedly stronger team, from your point of view, is it fair to knock them for trying to get to the strongest team possible?
1: People are going to knock people just because that's how they are. When you're a free agent, you can do whatever you want to do. So no one can speak about that. Now, if you want to have an opinion about how you feel, that's okay, because you're watching the sport. But because of, because of you forming your opinion on how you feel, that doesn't have anything to do with LeBron or Kevin Durant. They shouldn't care about how people feel about something that they're doing with their lives when they are free. That's why it's called free agency. So they can do whatever they want, and if it's beneficial for him, and he feels that it's going to allow him to prosper in the sport that he's playing in. That's fine. He doesn't have to be Bird, Magic, Kobe, stay on one team and do that. I mean, Shaq played on a multitude of different teams. Why? Because he was cornering different parts of America and people knowing him and you know, building his legacy out. You know what I'm saying? I unfortunately I, I was traded to different teams, but I wanted to stay on. I wanted to stay in New Jersey. I wanted to stay in Phoenix. I wanted to stay in New York, but it didn't work out that way. Only place I didn't want to stay was was Minnesota, and that was only because it was freezing cold, and I was 18 <laughs> years old, going from Atlanta to Minnesota. So I was culture shocked. It's 8% white people, and and in minnesota there's really not that many black people so i went to school in atlanta and at georgia tech where it's predominantly black people i see most of the time and then i'll go to i go to minnesota at 18 years old 19 years old i was like oh my god what happened but i love playing basketball there the fans was great it, it was all awesome it just the diversity wasn't it wasn't there and that wasn't the main thing cause I could deal with that. But the freezing, but waking up when it's 40 below and you can't go outside and it feels like you're going to die when you're walking outside, I couldn't deal with that at that age. But now I'm older, I understand, I get it, you know, but at that point I didn't, I wasn't ready to commit seven years of my life to that because I still had to live and you know I think people think oh you you played basketball you should be no I shouldn't be nothing but what I want to be in my life
3: how do you respond to you know the legend saying about Durant this her legacy they took the easy way out how would you respond to them
1: everybody got their opinion I'm not responding to someone's opinion if that's what they feel then whatever doesn't matter at the end of the day It's just talking conversation right now when he starts playing and he's killing nobody nobody's gonna be talking about that people are gonna be going to buy Durant Golden State jerseys exactly that's it that's all that's gonna happen this is all conversation and just talk for now because there's no basketball and it's dry and it's dead right now and we got everybody's watching baseball right now all the world games are preparing for the Olympics which is cool that's gonna be pretty cool I can't wait to go to that
2: did you? What was it like playing for Team USA when you played for it? Just I know the
0: experience. On
1: the it was good... a bad experience, period. Okay. Yeah, it was a bad experience.
0: Why was that? Larry
1: Brown. I think Larry Brown, he was trying to coach us like it was his team instead of coaching the dream team. That's how he was coaching, like telling guys how to play, play the right way, do this, do that. Focus on winning the game. That's what we should have been focusing on. There was too much other drama going on that he created, you know, from the way how he coaches and his style, you know, trying to get guys to conform during the time when he's trying to get guys to, to perform.
2: Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. I, I would agree with that, especially watching the way that team played. And being you, the 1996 draft class is regarded as probably one of the best ever you're really the only active player right now. There's talks Ray Allen might come out of retirement, but you're still really playing in overseas. What's it like to be the last remaining member of that historic draft class still playing professional basketball?
0: It was written. Glad to hear. We're talking to Stefan Marbury. An incredible interview thus far. Stefan. I, I want to take you back to high school for a second. <laughs> <laughs> what What was it like going from... Being the man at Lincoln to having to go to Georgia Tech. Matter of fact, what were your Lincoln days like?
1: Um, it was like a rock star life. I mean, I had my my junior and senior year, I had ABC following me around for a year and a half. So when I did that twenty twenty piece, the Shooter star, um, that that was basically. It was a, a very promising time of what I, what my future could possibly be by seeing all of that stuff on TV. Hold on one second. No problem.
0: Hello? Hello? Yeah, hello? Yeah,
1: yeah, wait. Yeah.
0: Perfect. Appreciate that. Did, did, did right. you did you see any similarities between you and Lance Stevenson? Because when, when I was when we were no. going to school, none at all. You don't play Why, the do same. different because you don't play the same. Lance is a big guard. He's plays. He's more of a. I understand that, but I mean, in,
1: it don't in, matter if he was a small guard or a yeah. big guard. You don't you don't have the same style of play. But, Steph's
0: but, a scorer. I get that, but what I mean is, in the way that he was heralded, it was definitely it wasn't even close between you and Lance, was it? in the way that both of you had sort of your your celebrity and people paying attention to everything you guys both did at Lincoln. It's not even close, is it?
1: I mean, it's just two different games. It's just not the same.
0: Steph, why do you
2: think you're an athlete that's really accessible to the people? You know, we got this interview because you posted on the Internet that, you know, you're looking <clears throat> to talk to people and things like that. Why do you think more athletes aren't more accessible to the people like you are? I don't
3: know. Interesting. Uh, I wanted to ask, you know, because you grew up in New York, you know, you see what the Knicks are doing right now. You think they're heading into the right direction with the moves that Phil Jackson's done?
1: Yes. They, they should be dealing with it for a championship.
3: <clears throat> what makes you say that?
1: Because they got Phil Jackson, and he's putting the pieces around that you need in order to win a championship. You can't just win a championship with one guy. You need three guys... You need a big you need everyone to commit you need a bench and then you got to have the faith and the belief it's hard to win a championship trust it takes a lot of effort
3: you think Porzingis is the the future of the franchise who Jackson drafted him last year
1: um he has potential to be a really good player right now I got to see what he does next this year I want to see how hard he works I want to see. I want to see if he can put on 10 to 15 pounds. If he comes back the same way, I'm not. <clears throat> I'm not. I don't see that. And, you know, as a professional playing for so long over 20, 21 years, you know, I don't go on what people go on hype. You know, hype itself. But at the end of the day, that person has to do it.
0: Indeed. So, going back to the comment you said about the Knicks winning a championship, do you think that they you think that they can beat this newly composed Warrior team? Say it again. You think that the Knicks, as currently comprised, could beat this new Golden State Warrior team that they put together? For a Chip,
1: I think they. I'm, I didn't say they're gonna win a championship this year. I said they're in the direction and winning a championship, but still, I think you know the, the moves that they made they will definitely make the playoffs in the Eastern Conference um, they have a chance to go to the Eastern, Eastern Conference Finals because I mean with those three guys and the way how they should play I think they will win a lot of games I think this is going to revitalize New York it's going to bring the basketball culture back to where it's supposed to be
2: Steph do you see any parallels between the way you and Carmelo are covered by the media when you were here, in come when, on, man. You know
1: New York media, man. It's design It's designed to sell newspapers. Exactly. Period.
2: So, do you, when you look at the NBA landscape now, you're talking about the how China has like the family atmosphere and it's based on trust. When you see something that happens with like Dwayne Wade and the Miami Heat contentious negotiations, what were your thoughts on that?
1: I mean. The future has to come, man. They gotta new guys have to come and replace the guys that was the future. The franchise isn't going anywhere. The players they will go. They will come and go.
2: Do you think it's fair that they're viewed as entities when they do so much for the community and contribute so much to the overall landscape?
1: The relationship is still there. It's just the business, you know. The business is the business. That's it. It's you know the relationship stays consistent. What they what they've done, they help they've helped people. So, you know, whenever you have a guy like Dwayne Wade leaving Miami, you know where he's where his next destination. And what we see is he went he went back home. So you can't can't argue with that.
3: Well, you know, looking at the NBA right now, you see you, like we said before, you know, uh, is getting a lot of money, but the direction where it is. The sport itself, you know, going over the MOB, NFL, you think it's up there now, like possibly number one in a couple of years?
1: I think basketball will continue to grow globally. I don't think it's just going to be here. For instance, when we played our finals, we had over 168 million people watch watch the finals in China. But, you know, the numbers from the, the perspective of how many people are there it should, like, that number is low. You know what I'm saying? But that's one game people watch. I'm not speaking about the series, I'm speaking about one game. In America, there's 16, 17 million people that watch. That's a lot of people in the, in America. But that's what we were programmed to think because we didn't know anything else. Like, we didn't, I didn't know. That there were 300 over 300 million people that played basketball in China. Can you imagine that? 300 million people, it's only census report, if you look it up, it's probably 317 right now 314, 317, no more than 320, 320 million people in America. So that means that if there are 300 million people that play basketball in China, just imagine if everybody had a basketball and they bouncing it. It's like bouncing it on everybody's head in America. <laughs> that's how many people they are so when I see those numbers and I see that I know that the market is not just huge and big it's it's a place where growth and development will take place it's just time
2: do you think the overall level of play in terms of strategy and guys being able in China with the how you talked about earlier the different types of defenses that are played is better to watch than the NBA when people just go one on one all the time
1: I mean, it will be a lot. It will be. I tell you one thing: the strategy will change completely. The game will be more intense because every possession, every play, when a big guy can stand in the middle of the paint, and you can't just go to the basket. But when you do get to the basket, that's when you showing you show your craft and what you know how to do really well, because you know everybody's going to be in the paint. So if you, if you get to the basket and you score, you use speed, quickness, stakes, everything. You use everything you have to use to get to the rack. All right.
0: All right. Before before we let you go, can we ask you about where we can get your new shoes?
1: Starberry.com.
0: All right. Got to
1: go. Peace.